Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, boys and girls, this is the time we've all been waiting for. It's time for the boss lady to speak. Hailing from the big little town of Morton, Texas, by way of Abilene Christian University, the owner and CEO of Extreme Heat Sports, build your energy and put your hands together for Laquita Thompson! Congratulate Cindy because I know that you were a phenomenal president. And I know that because you are from Morton, Texas. So thank you so much for uh, inviting me to be a part of your assembly today. And I also want to thank you all for the work that you do in Beaumont, Texas, and uh, what you give to the community because that is what we were all actually put here on earth to do is to give and, and to inspire our community. I'd like to start off with a short story. And this story stuck with me because of the message that's behind it. There was an old lady who had lost her diamond earring and she was searching for it right outside her house and frantically searching for it until she caught the attention of her neighbors and her neighbors began trying to help her find her lost treasure. Then one of the smart neighbors eventually asked her, well, ma'am, where did you drop your diamond? Where did you drop? Where did you lose your treasure? And she said, oh, well, never mind. I dropped it inside. And he's like, well, why are we out here searching for it if you drop your treasure on the inside. And she was like, you don't understand. There's no light inside. So I came outside to search for it. And I think that resonates so much with me because many of our young people and many of us do that exact same thing. We are always looking for the outside for our treasure that's actually on the inside of us. And in my quest to find who I was and what my purpose was, I found answers that liberated me from my own misery and from my own sorrow. And I realized that 
many people, and especially our young people, because that's uh, the population that I, I mostly work with, don't know where to search for their fulfillment or their happiness or their peace or their purpose or they're striving on the outside looking for their success. But what they fail to realize is that you are the treasure. It lives inside of you. And in the culture that we live in today, a lot of our young people are looking for celebrities and they're looking for fame and they're looking for all of these other things outside of themselves, not realizing that it's all inside of you. And all you have to do is begin to groom it and begin to believe in it so that you can share it. Um, I labeled what I wanted to really uh, share with you today is small town dreams. Because as I look back on my life and I look back where I grew up in Morton, Texas, I, I realized there's so much more to that story than I ever appreciated growing up. Uh, Morton is a very small community and I always give the number of maybe 2,200 people or give or take a few. And we are um, a family and we help each other and we are about community. And I grew up with my grandparents and they instilled so many uh, wonderful principles inside of me. But growing up, I felt invisible. Uh, I played all the sports, as Cindy said earlier. But in all of that participation in sports and everything that I did, I felt invisible. I felt that no one was going to know that I even existed. Because I felt that we were hidden somewhere in a corner and the world didn't know where Morton was. One of the, the, the biggest dreams that I had at that particular time was I wanted to go to the University of Texas and play for uh, Jody Conrad. And I was like, how is she going to find me? Because I feel invisible. I feel hidden. And as a kid growing up at that time in Morton, um, you know, you want to get away. You want to escape. But my grandparents always instilled more and more in me, and they were very supportive in everything I did. But still on the inside of myself, I felt invisible. I felt I wasn't going to make it. I felt being from a small town that I wouldn't be able to make it in the big city or this big world. I remember the only place I really dreamt of going was to Paris because that was really the only place, you know, everybody knows about Paris. But what I had to grow to understand as I grew older was it's not where you're from, but it's what you bring with you. It's what are the, the tools inside of you and your talents and your gifts that you bring with you no matter where you end up. And that's what it's about. What, and, and the greatest thing about growing up in a small town is the things that you learn that you don't know you learned until you actually begin living your own life. And growing up in a small town, I learned hope, I learned drive, I learned perseverance through everything. And those are part of the tools that I bring with me in everything that I do. I remember um, wanting to be a professional basketball player. My papa, my, I called him my papa, but my grandfather always told me, he said, by the time you graduate, there is going to be a professional league. And you are going to be able to play in that league. He always supported me, even, even if I didn't feel 
that I did well. My family was always there supporting me, giving, applauding me and congratulating me. And I remember that was his dream and I stuck with that. And so when the WNBA started, um, uh, he came with me to Michigan to try out for the WNBA Detroit Shock. And I remember there was like 350, I believe, women that are trying out for only four positions. And so when I'm going in, I'm going in thinking, you know, there is no way I'm going to get selected. Uh, there's two there are, you know, they're more experienced. They come from different backgrounds, big cities, D1 colleges. Here I am, a small town girl, but I'm here with my grandfather. And so after that tryout, when you go back and you look and he's sitting in the corner, still clapping his hands for me and, and, and applauding me. And at the end, when I go and look at the sheet, I'm not on the list. But what did my grandfather do? He still applauded me and he still said, I'm proud of you. You made it. Now, at the time, I was selfish because I wanted to make it and I wanted to become famous and I wanted to become big to make him proud, but also for myself. But what I grew to understand about that one moment is that a small dream was reached, but it was for my grandfather. Because in his mind, I'd made it to where he said I would make it when I was growing up as a kid. I was at a WNBA tryout, and that was what he said would be for me, and that was good enough for him. So a dream was reached. And through that, um, it was hard in the beginning for me, and that's why I love working with young people so much, and I love training them and teaching them now is because when I graduated school, I didn't really know what I was going to do because all I was preparing myself to do was to play sports. But one thing that I learned is you can run, but you cannot hide from what's in store for me. You cannot run and hide from your gifts or your talents or the purpose that's already been designed for you. And so in my mind, I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to be a coach. But where do you think I ended up? Right in that profession of teaching and coaching. Um, one of the biggest lessons I learned during that time is I was the only female coaching boys basketball in the boys department. In my first year, I felt that I had something to prove because I was the only female. And as far as we knew, I was the only female in the state of Texas doing that. And especially in Fort Bend district. And I was hard on the boys and I was pushing them and I was using the wrong kind of words with them and I didn't really uh, know how to inspire them. I was more concerned about numbers and short-term uh, you know, accomplishments and I was forgetting about the long-term lives of those kids. And so my first year of coaching was tough and we didn't win. And what I learned about that is it was me the leader. I wasn't a good leader that first year. And it took me to really deepen and do some real hard soul searching and make changes and hold myself accountable for that so that my next year became one of the best years of my coaching career ever. And what I was able to do was establish trust with those kids. I was able to build confidence in those young boys. 
I was able to unite them and inspire them and motivate them and let them know that even though what we see may not look athletic, and even though what we see is not putting up 20 and 30 points and doing these things, you are special and you are important. And when I changed how I began to lead those boys and they began to trust in me, we had a championship team and we went undefeated that year. We lost one game by one point, but in our minds, we won that game because everything we did worked. Everything we tried to do, it worked for us. I remember uh, one, of the, one of the kids on the team, he had seizures. And whenever he would have an episode, um, the kids knew that and they would take care of him. And I remember the first time it happened and I was like, what's going on? You know, is, is he okay? And they're like, coach, yes, he's just having an episode. We'll take care of him. And that touched my heart so because I saw the love that these kids had for each other. And so I wanted to make sure that as their coach, I would also express that same love to them. And so in that journey of teaching and coaching them, I learned a lot from those young kids. And I was in a field that I didn't expect to be in, but I was on a journey. I was on a, a, a personal journey of doing the same exact thing through men mentorship for kids that come along the way. Mentorship, the power of mentorship, the power of positive words. Um, in the industry that I'm in in coaching, um, you'll read a lot and you'll see a lot of, of abuse of coaches with words and how they treat kids and, and not knowing how to motivate them and not knowing how to push them. And you'll see a lot of athletes that um, end up quitting because the coach was too hard, the coach was mean, the coach was too aggressive. And I had to learn that lesson also, because as a coach and a trainer, you're so competitive and you want to win that you forget that you're dealing with people and you're supposed to be building people. And so I had to learn that in that journey of coaching boys basketball. And it taught me mentorship, the same mentorship that I was getting from my grandparents um, one thing that the two things that my grandfather always said to me, and I always use that is one, he was about education, get your education. That's something that no one can ever take from you. And he can take you places that you can't even dream of. And the other thing he always said was hustle. If you don't know what to do in the court, you just hustle, 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 hustle. And I took that education and hustle, hustle, meaning to work hard. To never give up. And I apply that to everything that I do. And it's the same principles that I teach my kids on this very day. Mentorship. And so through my company, Extreme Heat Sports, that's what I strive to do. To, in, to educate the youth that I work with. Because in educating them and giving them the information, I can empower them. And in empower them, I can help build their self-esteem and their confidence in themselves so that they know that they are more than they think they are. And they are more than maybe the world is even telling them that they are. And in empowering them, they will be able to elevate and reach the dreams and the goals that they may have set for themselves and know that they can reach it and just dig inside of yourself and know that the power lives in them. 
And as I worked with mentorship and, and with kids all over the country, um, all over the city, and as we built the foundation with uh, the Eddie and Thelma Lewis Foundation, one thing that I found is that fear and doubt follow our young people. It's the biggest enemy of our young people, fear and doubt. And so I wanted to introspect and I wanted to uh, do a, a self-analysis of that because if I don't understand what, what's plaguing them and how can I help them, how can I lead them, how can I inspire them, how can I motivate them? And there are some things that I learned in that quest. And one is that fear is the helpmate to failure. Doubt strangles determination. Hesitation dismisses opportunity. And mistakes power growth. And with that in my mind, as I work with kids now, I know what I'm looking at and I know um, how to work to uh, inspire and help them. I started a podcast and it's called the I Am Podcast. And it's geared for the unseen young person, young athlete, young trainer, young coach, um, just um, someone who's been hidden or felt that you've been, that they've been invisible. And I call it the I Am Podcast because I want the young people that come on there to express who they really are besides just a basketball player. I am confidence. I am strong. I am intelligent. I am everything that I want to be. And because when you look on ESPN and you look at some of the other podcasts, you'll find that most of us as national scouts and as coaches, we search out the very best of athletes, the very best in talent, the very best in gifts, because it's easy it's easy to put them on a platform and know that they're going to be successful and that they're going to do it. It's not so easy to find a kid whose skills level isn't quite to par. It's maybe, they may be second tier or third tier. It takes work to do that. If you were to come to Houston and come to my gym, you would never find a top 100 kid in my gym because those aren't the kids that are given to me. The young athletes that are given to me are those who have no self-esteem and do not believe in themselves. Those who believe that they can't make it and are not destined for success. So what the biggest thing that was given to me was taught, get more out of basketball than just basketball. And at the time, it didn't really make sense to me. But now as I, I'm on this journey and as I'm bringing a small town dream and a small town purpose to a big world, I understand what that means, and it's about life, and it's about imparting in our young people's lives. It's about imparting in our communities. It's about imparting into our families and to those who are close to us, our friends. It's about positive word and positive energy. It's about giving. It's about charity. It's about love. It's not about some of the things that our culture now uh, that our kids absorb. It's not about those things, but what you do there in Beaumont and what I do all over the world is what it's about. And it took me to have, it took me a few years to learn that and accept that and appreciate that and to know that the gifts that I have and the gifts that my family and my grandparents imparted in me 
wasn't just for me, but it was time to share it. And so in beginning my life and thinking of a small town kid being hidden and I'm invisible and no one's going to find me, no one's going to know about me. Am I good enough? I had to understand that it was about what's in me that I'm bringing with me that can change lives. You can run, but you can't hide from your gifts and your talents and what your purposes are. And in that, in growing and molding and maturing, this small town girl has been able to travel all over the world. Um, I work with John Lucas Enterprises here in the city, and I travel all over the country scouting talent and giving them an opportunity to come here into the top 160. I've traveled all over the world, I say, Australia, China, Switzerland, and I found that it's the same issue that plays our young people, which is fear and doubt. And so my biggest goal in life is to help those young people, to help the kids, the ones that feel left out, to inspire them, to let them know that there's more inside of you than you can even imagine. And that's my life's dream is to help one every day believe in themselves and, and grow and mature into knowing that you're special. You are somebody and you can make it. Uh, one of the things that I noticed in this past year, which was tough for all of us, is uh, many, many young people are suffering from depression and anxiety and fear and all of these things that was uh, plaguing them already. And it was hard for us to get back um, in stride of everything because they were they felt isolated and they felt that, um, you know, the things that were outside of them, they no longer had access to. And so inspiring our kids and our young people and our athletes is very much needed today. And we don't want to lose them. We don't want to lose the gifts and the talents that they have inside of them because they are our future. They will be the ones running this country. They will be our lawyers and our doctors and our teachers. They will be the parents raising the next generation of kids into this world. And so it's important that we connect, that we look past our differences, that we look past the things that we think separate us, but actually we're all connected. And as what you do in your community is what we're supposed to do all over this world, because that's the most important thing. Small town dream to me in the beginning used to be about a fantasy. It used to be about um, reaching um, some level of success and some level of, of money and opportunity and position. But what I realized, the dream was the purpose. I labeled it a dream, but it's the purpose. It was a purpose that was instilled in me. And it's the same purpose that I strive to instill in the young people that I work with and the young girls that I work with. And that's what it's about. I want to share this last story with you. And I want you just to picture this story in your mind as I speak it. There was a man on stage. He was a violinist. And he's playing his violin and he's making the most beautiful music you could ever hear. And as he's playing, you know, the audience is enjoying it and they are just feeling the vibes and the, the mood that it was creating. And as he was going and he's hitting all the melody and all the notes, one of, one of the strings pops loose 
Now he's left with four strings, but he continues to play. He continues to make the same beautiful music as he's going. And the audience is still enjoying every note, every sound of it. And as he continues to play, another string pops off. Now he's left with three strings, but he continues to play that violin. And the audience continues to enjoy the music. Every note, every sound is resonating within them. And as he continues to play, another string pops off. And now he's left with two strings, but he continues to play. And I can just imagine that he's sweating it out right now because he's left with only two strings and started with five. But he's looking at the reaction of the audience and they're still loving the music. Every note, every sound is resonating within their hearts. And the next thing you know, he's still playing and he's still just playing the same sound as he had with five strings. And next thing you know, one more string popped. He's left with one string but he continues to play his violin and the audience continues to enjoy every note and every sound is resonating within their hearts. He's really sweating it out now because he has one string, but he never stopped playing and he kept playing and he kept playing and he kept playing with that one string on his violin. He kept playing and he kept playing until he came to the end of that song. And when he put his violin down, looking at that one string, the audience gave him a standing ovation and they loved it. And they were encore, encore, encore. And he's looking at his violin. He only has one string. But what did he do? He picked that violin up with that one string and he began to play and give them an encore with one string. And he started with five. I love that story. And that story has stayed with me since I was in college. Because if you think about it, we all have an instrument to play. Some of us are in the brass. Some of us are percussion. Some of us are within the wood. We're playing the flutes. But we all have an instrument to play. And imagine the music that we could create if we didn't worry about what our instrument looked like, if we didn't worry about where our instrument came from, if we didn't worry about how many strings we had on that instrument, think about the harmony that we could create, the melody that we could create, and think about the life-changing music that we could spread around the world. If we didn't worry about our political views, our religion, our gender, the color of our skin, our financial resources. Imagine the harmony that could be created and the unity that could be established and the lives that could be changed. That man playing on this stage with one string on his violin changed lives that day. Unexpected things happen, but he changed lives that day and he never stopped, he never quit, he might have sweated, but he never gave up on the gift that he was given with that violin and he never judged himself. And he continued to play with that one string, making the same music, the same harmony, the same melody, allowing that song, 
the songs that he was playing to resonate in his audience hearts and their minds and their souls. And those are the things that I strive for with extreme heat sports management, empowerment, education, elevation, lifting each other up, lifting our young people up to positions of success to positions of believing in themselves and knowing that the power lives in them. And not only does the power live in them, but the power also lives in us. And so this small town girl now understands what it means to be from a small town and what it means to have support from a small town. And it shows also in today because they are here today in support of our small town members. It's not about where you're from but it's about what you bring with you. And so I want to encourage you to continue to do what you do in Beaumont, Texas. Continue to do what you do in your communities, in your churches, in your homes, with your families. Continue to do what you do in your classrooms. Continue to do what you do because you may not see the difference and you may never know the life that you're changing, but I guarantee you, you're changing lives. You're changing lives, you're inspiring hope, you're inspiring perseverance, you're inspiring faith, you're inspiring unity. And that's what this is about. And that's what our journey is about. And it is so rewarding when you are doing what you know you are supposed to do. It is so fulfilling when you can look at people and you can see that what you've contributed, you've made an impact in that area. You've made an impact in someone's life. You've made an impact in someone's organization. You've made an impact in the camps that you hold. You'll make an impact. And that's the lesson that I learned from my grandfather and from my family in Morton, Texas. It's about making an impact. It's not about judging yourself from that small town and thinking that you're invisible, thinking that you're worthless, thinking that you're not good enough. It's about knowing that the power lives in you and you can do and be whatever you want to be. You can travel the world. I never thought that I would be in China. I never thought or ever dreamed that I would ever go to Italy. I never believed that I would ever make it to Australia or to Turkey or to Nice, France or even to Switzerland. But those are the places that I ended up. I could have never dreamed that I would work with an NBA legend of John Lucas. I never really thought about traveling all over the country and all over the world because I didn't know that I, I had it in me to be what I am today. So I strive and I push our people and I, I want to do the same for you and I want to thank you for what you do. And remember that not only does the power lives inside of the young people that you're inspiring in the communities that you're working with, but the power lives in each of you. And before we began, I heard a conversation about telling people that you love them. And that's so important. Letting those around us know how much we love them and how much we appreciate them and how much um, they have inspired or in part in our life. Let's remember to do that. This hasn't been an easy year for any of us. There was so much loss, even within my family. But we have to remember to every day that you have an opportunity to share love, to show love, to give hope, to inspire faith, to nurture. Don't miss out on that opportunity because those only come when they come and you, you don't always can guarantee that they'll be there for you. 
So always share love, always be love, always give compassion, always give opportunities when you know that you can. There's power in mentorship, there's power in positivity, and there's power in unity. The power lives in you, the power lives in all of us. So let's change this world and the climate that we live in so that we can leave something doable for the next generation coming after us. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate the opportunity that you've given me to share today. And I hope that there was something said that will inspire you today to go out and be your purpose, find your purpose, and allow your purpose to inspire others. Take your small town dreams to the big time world and just begin to make changes one step, one person, one moment, one opportunity at a time. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the I Am Podcast, brought to you by Extreme Heat Sports and Fat Bars Records and Multimedia. We'll be back soon with another inspiring story from the voices of today. See you soon.